0: day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So Father, we thank you. We ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, we ask that you would just immerse us in your love. Show us what your true love is, Lord. And we thank you for this opportunity to share and to grow and to be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. So the love commandment. You know, the commandment of God is for us to love one another. Love your your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Don't love what they have. (laughs) Just love who they are. Amen. (laughs) And God so loved us. He so loved the world that he gave all that he had. He gave his best, which was his only son. Amen. Amen. He's poured out his love into us. Why? Because he loves us so much. He pour- and so he poured out to us so that we could pour out to others. Amen. If you don't have love, you can't give love. Amen. <clears throat> but we must insist on walking in the commandment of love. And that word insist means to make a determination to keep the commandment of love. So we need to make a determination to keep that commandment to love and and not look at something, uh, not look at something that you want back from somebody. Amen. But to love uncompromisingly, love even when you don't think you're receiving it back. Hallelujah. So insist on loving, making that commandment of love a priority in your life. That word insist also means to persist in doing, to demand or require, to dictate, to urge, and to maintain. So not, not only do we have to love because it's a commandment of God, but we have to maintain that love. Amen? We have to allow God to perfect our love. <clears throat> and this is what some people don't do. Have, what have you done for, for love lately? And that's what I think we need to ask ourselves. <clears throat> it's not so much what, what love has done for us, but what have we done for love or what have we done with love? Amen. Have you shown love? Have you persisted in showing love to your neighbor or to your brethren? Because this is the first commandment. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to John three sixteen and of course you know what that one is, <coughs> that God so loved the the world, but I think we need to build a foundation, <coughs> and so that's what we'll attempt to do today. Amen, John three sixteen and I think it's so important it's the one of the most important scriptures in the Bible. <coughs> hallelujah. And don't hesitate to share this scripture with others. Lead people to the Lord. Because they don't know anything until they know the love of God is the greatest gift ever given to man. Amen. The gift of love. The gift of God. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. So in other words, it's one way to God, and that is through His Son, through love. Amen. Through the Spirit of love. Hallelujah. God so loved the world. So God loved the world, meaning people, not the world, not the world system. He doesn't love the world system. He loved the people in the world. It says He loves the sinner, but He hates their sin. And that's the way we should be, too. Love the sinner hate the sin, but not love the world's system. The world's system is what Christians are always trying to grab a hold of. For some reason it's so much temptation in the world's system. Amen. But God does not like the, the world system. The Bible tells us to love not the world, in fact. It says love not the world. Amen. But love the people in it. And it's telling us To love people but not the fallen nature of the world system. Because the world system is a fallen nature. And so we're not to love that but we're to be like God and love those in the world but do not love the system that they're living in. And I'm telling you if you try to love both, if you try to love God, if you try to love the people in the world, you will fall prey to the system. You'll start loving how they dress loving the things that they say, loving the things the places that they go, and before you know it you're backslid. And this is why God says I never said to love the world, but he says to love the people in the world. And so and this is how we uh, the people in the world will know that we're his disciples from the love that we show. But do not Go over to the system. We're trying to pull them out of that system. It's a godless system. And we're trying to pull them out of that system. And so we're to love not the world, but love the people in the world. Just like God did. Amen. He hates sin. He's angry at sin every day. But he loved the people. And his love always pulls people. This is what salvation is, I believe. It's a, a, a situation where God... Uh, overwhelms you with his love and, and and he makes you aware of his presence so much so that you start to love him back. And you start to grow a gross distaste for the world. Amen. This is how it's done. This is how conversion is done. When Paul was Saul and he was converted on the road to Damascus, that great light shined upon him and he fell off of his horse and he was converted simply because of the love of the light that was shown or shine upon him. And so the love of God convicts all men and conforms all men. Amen. Amen. And so we are not to stop loving the people, those who, who need that love and who need to convert uh, their souls and start to uh, live a Christian life. But we are to love um, love them, but love not how they live, love not the things that they wear, love not the phrases that they use, because we if we start to do that we'll start to conform to the world, and the Bible says, not to conform to the to the world, amen, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds, and so we need to really keep that straight and learn to understand. The difference in loving people and loving the world. Somehow Christians think that's a package deal. People in the world. But it's really not. There's two separate things going on because the, the, the world system hates them too. Those that are not conformed, this world system hates them too. And so we have to remember that when we are trying to obey the first commandment, which is to love then we need to understand how to love. You know, uh, Robert Laird used to say, you better love them, but love them right. Amen. I understand what that means now. So you have to love in the right way, with the right intent. But you don't love with the intent to be conformed to the, world, the ways of the world. It's the wrong way to go. Amen. In fact, it's legalistic. Amen. It's a little legalistic. So it's telling us that command of love is telling us to love people, but not the fallen nature of the world system. The devil would love for us to get confused at that scripture and what it means. But love the people, hate the sin, love the sinner. Amen. God is love. And his way, his very nature is love. So there's no way that we could not love God and be, um, how can I put it, infused with his love and have him in us and us in him and not love your brethren. <clears throat> it's just not possible. So God through the Holy Spirit in us is, the, is our hope. Amen. So God in us, his very love nature that is in us by the Holy Spirit is the hope of glory. And that's in Romans 5, 5, if you write that down. And it says uh, hope does not disappoint because of the love of God that's poured into our hearts. You can read that when you get home. But right now, let's go to 1 John 4. Amen. 1 John 4. I think love is something we don't talk about enough because we just assume that everybody understands love. We understand the concept of love, but do we really understand love and that quality of love that's godly? That quality of love that changes a man. It changed Saul so much that it changed his name. Amen? That quality, that God quality of love changed Abram to Abraham and Sarah to Sarah. It's that quality of love that I don't think we quite get. But God is not holding that information like, uh, what is that word I'm trying to, he's not holding it for ransom. It's open and he's willing to share that. And show that to us and allow us to experience it anytime we want to. Amen. Did I mess that up? 1 John 4, verse 7. And it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Amen can't separate the two because his very existence is love. Verse 9 says, in this, the love of God was manifest toward us that God was sent, God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this, in this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Amen. So there is no way you can not abide in in God and not love. If you abide in God, you will love. Amen. Hallelujah. And you'll know how to receive love. You'll receive the love of God. So God is love, and everybody that loveth is born of the Spirit and knows God. But we miss the mark so much. We miss the mark. And I'm saying that because we wind up saying the wrong thing. Doing the wrong thing. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thinking wrong thoughts. So we give up on love. Because we mess up. We give up on love, not understanding that love has to be perfected. Amen? And when love is perfected, it's a walk. It's not just something that you do. You do it, uh, you know, out of the love of God and trusting God, but then you allow God to perfect your love as you walk with Him. Amen. Amen? The best way to have your love perfected is to walk in the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit, you will not enjoy the lust of your flesh. When you walk in the Spirit, you just forget about flesh you walk in the mind of god in the love of god and in the heart of god amen and when you walk in the spirit there's no room in your life for carnal understand for carnal things for carnal year- yearnings i'll put it like that because your appetite will more uh desire or crave godly things and that's what love does for us amen Love bears all things. Uh, What is that scripture? Knows all things, bears all things, not puffed up. Amen. And so love is the answer for all problems, really. If you can learn to walk in love and allow God to perfect your love without giving up on love, are y'all here? (laughs) Amen. Let's go to Matthew 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to allow God to perfect our love. And see, we don't think about that when we try so hard to obey that commandment. To love your neighbor as yourself and love, love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your breath. We forget that we have to be taught love. And to be taught love, you have to experience love from the love of God. You can love anybody that's cute. Or anybody that's nice. Or anybody that's got something. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what you, what motivates you by having that person around you. We're not talking about that love. Amen. Because it's easy to find something to love some people about or for. If they do something nice for you. If they fit in your clique. It's easy to love them. But what about loving the unlovely? Amen. Amen. What about loving the ungodly? Those who know not love, and you're introducing love to them by just loving them. Just naturally loving them as God loves you. It's not so easy. But God is conditioning us, teaching us. He's perfecting our love every day. The more we put our love out there, the more he perfects it. Amen? In other words, we're allowing God to increase our love and fortify our love so that it'll be like his love, agape love. And that's what we're striving towards, agape love, and that is the love of God. The love of God is agape love. Amen. And so we're all striving towards that. Agape love is an unconditional love. God has for the world people, not the world's system. But he has agape love for people of the world and the brethren. Amen. So we need to understand what love is and we can only do that if we've experienced pure love from God we can we can think that we love god and we can show him our love in so many ways but not really experience his love does that sound we can you know we're doing we're doing the doing of it the doing of that commandment that says love your neighbor as yourself so sometimes we can do the doing of it and not really experience love in our hearts from God, the love of God. The Bible says it's shared abroad in our hearts. Amen. And when it's shared abroad in our hearts, it's poured into us so that we can pour out. Amen. And so we need to experience that love on a daily basis until we start to walk in a knowing. And this is why sometimes we look so much towards people. Amen. amen. Can I get an amen? amen? We lean so much towards people, and we want to pull from them what they really don't have until they're perfected in God's love. Amen. amen. You know, if you have a lot of fear, then you don't—I'm not going to say that you have not experienced the love of God, but your your love has not been perfected in His love. You know, because that love can visit you from time. And we all have been new co- converts and we experience that love and everything's wonderful and great. And then when it wears off, we wonder what's happened. Because our, our love, that godly love, and our love walk is not perfected. When you are perfected in God's love, you don't have fear. That, that spirit will come and try to visit you. But just as soon as it comes to visit, you can punch the devil in his stomach and, and give him a, a, a word in season that will knock him out. Because the love of God knows all things, experiences all things, and the love of God can ward off anything that the devil is trying to set you up in. Amen. And so the love of God is such a powerful, love is powerful, and it never fails. It never fails. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It never fails. Now let's go to Matthew 5. Let's go to verse 44. It says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And when you do this, you'll see victory in your life because God will come and fight for you. I mean, those enemies, people who try to set you up on the job. People who do all these. You start praying for them and see, won't God do something? See what God will do for you. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's why it's in there. Verse 46 Do I want to do 40? Let's jump over to 46. It says, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Amen. See, it's easy to love those who love you. Do not even the tax collectors do the same? In other words, those heathens, don't they love people that love them? Yes, they do. 47, and if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do you even, do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect. You shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. In other words, love perfected. And that will happen. All we really need to do to walk in love is just trust God. Amen? Trust God. So we are commanded to love. So we love. And we should allow our love to. We should allow our love walk to be perfected, and that means don't give up because you said the wrong thing or maybe you got weak. Your love is just not perfected right yet. Yet, and so, but don't give up on perfecting your love. Keep at it because perfected love is a continual thing. Amen. You have to. It's easy to love a worldly people. Think on that. Easy to love them. You know why? Because we put more effort towards it. Because they have a different spirit. Amen. And we put more effort effort towards loving the sinner. Amen. You know, it's easy to accept their, their uh, weaknesses. But we need to be that same way about anybody. Not just... You know, I I think that gets more Christians in trouble than anything because we don't know the starting point uh, towards loving the world, people in the world. We sometimes maybe open up too much to them and see the world thinks that we're weak and stupid. Sometimes it's because of how we present love to them. Amen. Because love doesn't mean that you're a doormat or you're weak. Or that you'll accept anything, you know, cuss words and all of this stuff, being disrespected. That's not showing love. We need to tell them to shut up. Amen. That's love. Amen. 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 Are y'all following me? And so we need to understand the love of God so that we can pour into others. It's, it's like a, a an experienced, understood thing amen from God to us and then from us to others and so we need to understand that perfect love before we can give it out and when we're dealing with the world we need to give them exactly follow God walk in the spirit hear hear God's voice and God will tell us and show us what to say how to say it how how to express his love. Because we're expressing God's love from him to us and us to others. And so if we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, don't get in the flesh with these worldly people. Bring them up to your your level. Don't let them bring you down to theirs. But if we constantly stay in uh, communication with God, he'll teach us how to love the world and love them right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's uh, a self-giving love. It's agape love, and that's the love of God. It's self-giving. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's just read what that word agape means. It means undefeatable, benevolent, and unconquerable goodwill that always seeks the highest of the other person, no matter what he does. So in other words, agape love, the God kind of love, seeks the highest from people and toward people. Amen. It seeks the highest. Hallelujah. Of others. No matter what they do, they always get some forgiveness. Even if they don't know how to forgive you. Amen. But you forgive. Now, I know we sometimes forgive the world. We don't forgive Christians. Twist it. Amen. So we have to get that right, and the only way to get that right is to get with God. So agape love is self-giving, and it gives freely without asking anything in return. See, when you love sinners, when you start to interact with them, there's always some kind of debt to pay when you express your love to them. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? In other words, it's something... You kind of feel like you're losing something, and so you start to want something back from them. Is that a, because you have, you give so much. But see, uh, agape love towards um, people who are desiring God is freely given and is freely reciprocated it back you know it's like you see something in that personality you may see some tears or you may see something or you know wow when you minister i i, I needed to hear that you you get something back you know that to let you know that you're on the ro- on the right road but sometimes we try to please the world and we try to love Uh, We try that unconditional love on the world, and God's not telling us or leading us to do that. And so we have to stay with God, understand his love, understand his promptings, so that we will love right. Amen? Because the world knows us by our fruit. And love is our fruit, but we have to allow it to flow out of us into them only in a way that God is pleased with. That's what I'm trying to say. Are y'all here today? Amen. And so it's an unconditional love. And the world, when they show love, they want something back. Amen. Well, you know, I, I, I love you, so buy me a gift. Or something like that. That's, that's worldly love. But we're talking about the unconditional love of God where God prompts us. He prompts us to move out in that love where it will be appreciated, acknowledged, and change lives. So this is what I'm trying to uh, caution you on who to love, when to love, and how to uh, allow this love to work in your behalf. Amen. And God, it always has to reflect God and not the human side of you. It always has to uh, reflect God and not... Your human need, want. Are y'all following me? Everybody looking at me like I'm crazy. But you, but you, you know, where's she coming from? I'm coming from God. I'm try. He's trying to, trying to tell you, 'cause see, God does this so we don't get caught up in hurt. Amen. So we don't get caught up in disappointment. Amen. And so if we move out in the love of God then we have everything to expect back from that love of God, which is, you know, righteousness and peace and joy, conversion. That happens when we when we flow out of the Spirit of God and not out of our flesh. Amen. Y'all don't want me to just hit you real hard with the truth, do you? That's coming. Keep looking at me crazy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, we're not to love the world system, amen. We get caught up in the world system when we are trying to walk in love. I'm, I'm like this. Work that, work that love in your in the kingdom. Amen. You get confused working in the peop- with the people of God in the kingdom before you start to let it flow amen. like a river amen. into the world. You can't go wrong with that, amen. How about that? Let it flow inside the kingdom, you know, and then allow yourself. When we're trained in that love is perfected, see, then we won't get caught up in the worldly stuff and get trapped and be a prisoner of the world. Amen. And taking leftovers and and just receiving whatever it is that a person decides we deserve see we that's what we're trying to avoid. And that's why I'm trying to differentiate the the love of God from this this carnal human love that we get trapped in sometimes. Amen. Don't y'all try to work me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, if she gonna say it, I am now cuz you don't work me too hard. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus always walked in love because he kept the Father's commandment to love. He allowed his love to be perfected by continuing in it. Don't stop and get angry, amen, but continue in it and allow God to teach you from his love. We only know what we get involved in. So get involved with God's love. And God will teach you how to love and love right. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. So let's see. You love your friends, your personal friends. You love them with the godly love, but you keep your flesh out of it. And so we have to be taught how to do that. Amen. Let's go to John 15. Verse 9. And it says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. So there's the answer right there. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Jesus is setting the stage. He's an example for us to follow. Amen. Verse 9. So he says, abide in my love. So the love of the Father comes down from heaven. And it hits us. And then we love others with it. Amen. That's in John fifteen nine, And it says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Amen. In other words, you have to have it to give it. And see, if you abide in the love of God, you won't give the wrong kind of love and you won't look for the wrong kind of love. Amen. Hallelujah, let's see. And it says in 11, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. So perfected love brings joy. see, when we allow, and this is the answer to many things, when we allow God's love to hit us, we don't go looking for strange love. We don't go looking for worldly love. Amen? Because it says right here. It says, My joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. The, verse 13 says, Greater love have no one than this, than to lay down his life for his friend. Amen. Amen. Lay down your life for a friend. But is this friend that you about to lay your life down, is it? A friend because God motivates you in love toward that person? Or is this a friend like a buddy click thing that share all your secrets and you trust them in a different ungodly way? See, we got to be careful. We have to be careful. Amen? Because I'm telling you, if you allow God to put people in your life, And allow God to keep your relationship clean and pure because a lot of Christian relationships go south because they don't have the right kind of love. They have this, let me tell you what we do. We have this kind of, we think it's love, where we start to try to be hangout buddies. And it's okay, we need to be friends with other Christians. But we start to share ungodly stuff. Are y'all here today? Y'all know it's true. And then the relationship becomes tainted. And then before you know it, you whirl in, you over into the world system. Because that's the world system. See, the world system, the world loves like this. You know, um, keep my secrets. Have my back, whether I'm right or wrong. Amen. Amen. Don't tell the truth. If I don't like somebody, you don't like them. Whether they do something to you or not. See, then we're getting over into it. that's why God says don't love the world system. That's not how the worldly people do. It's not right. Amen. Not right. That's not how God teaches you to love. That's not perfected love. That's not agape love. Agape love is benevolent, benevolent love. It's clean love. It's the love, that's the kind of love where you, you, uh, what is it? For your, lay down your life for a friend. Because let me tell you something about worldly love. Nobody's laying down their life for you, period. They won't do it. They won't do it because they don't understand it, and they don't know how to do it. And if they, and when they do figure it out, they won't do it because their love is not like that. See, the worldly love is a conditional love, and that's why God does not want us to taint our agape with the world. Don't taint it. Keep it pure. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus always walked in love because he kept the Father's commandment of love, but he allowed his love to be perfected to the place where he would lay his life down for a friend, but he knew who he was loving. He knew the spirit of love and the spirit of that person that he laid his. See, he knew us by the spirit. When he went to that cross, he knew us by the spirit. It wasn't a click thing. It wasn't a... Uh, you know, it wasn't like that. And see, we sometimes we get Christian love confused with worldly love because it's carnal. Not, it's not clean. It's carnal, amen? And before we know it, it, we're just in the same situation as, in other words, your Christian friends have the same impact on you as the worldly, the ones you gave up. You move into that same flow of love and relationship, Amen. As you did before you got saved, Amen. That's why God wants us to allow our love to be perfected, so we'll love people right. When you, lo- Amen. When you love people right, you tell them the truth. You don't say, "Oh, you all right, girl," because it's your friend. You tell them, no, you're doing wrong. That's wrong. You don't And you don't keep secrets with the world and the devil. See, that's perverted love. It's love that does not understand the love of God. That's not the love of God. God don't teach us to do that. That's the, that's the love that we ran to God to get away from. <laughs> because we know it didn't work. It didn't work. Amen. And when you... Awed against somebody, uh, repent and go to them. Tell them I love you and I'm sorry. And if they don't want to accept your uh, your apology, that's on them. But you do it anyway because the love of God constrains you, Amen.
1: Or you know not love.
0: You know not love. Hallelujah. And that this is why we have to allow God to choose people. For us to be around, to marry, because you don't want to be laying outside a booger bear. He was, he, was, he was good on the wedding night, and then the next day, he just, you know, got to t- take the covers off the bed and, and nail them up against the window. It's crazy. I'm telling you, some of these people are just that devilish. And don't think we're going to change them. God has to change them. Amen? God has to change them, honey. They'll be swinging from the chandelier. you looking like, what the heck did I get myself into? But you know what? God has to reveal these people to you. And not just, not just um, relationships, but any kind of relationship. I'm not just talking about boyfriend. I'm talking about any kind of relationship. Because honey, anybody starts swinging from the chandelier if you let them. Amen. And so this is why we have to understand to um, allow God to perfect our love, and our love has to be perfected even to receive love from people. We need <laughs> we we need work, but we're not hopeless cases because because hope. It, it, love is all tied into hope. Amen. And I think we read a scripture about hope. And so we, we're not hopeless cases. We're not. Amen. But we are to love one another as Christ loves the church. And he gave himself for it. Amen. And this is where the marriage uh, vow comes out of the love of Christ. Amen. And it's that love that's been perfected where... Uh, we we abide in it so much and so freely. We don't worry. We don't worry about getting the wrong person. We don't worry about that because Amen. Because God won't do that. Amen. And so we must always remember that God loves us and He He wants us to have a happy life. And so we have to trust him, trust him in this love thing. And we need the right kind of love because if you don't have the right spirit, when you minister, you won't have fruit, the fruit that remains. We have false fruit coming from some type of false love. You know, what we think love is because our love hasn't been perfected. When it's not perfected, we don't know how to receive from God. We think we know the love of God, but we say, well, you know, I I, I know God loves me, but have you experienced that love? And if you've experienced that love, then you can go and you can give that love out and not get burned. Amen? Because you don't put it out there in the wrong way or in the wrong understanding because everybody's just not for you. Amen? Amen? Amen, have to be cautious, be cautious and and trust God in this thing. Amen. So we are held responsible to love, and to get love right, get it right, give it out right, always being perfected in god's love. Amen. Now, the world can't love because they know not love. See, sinners don't really know love. All they know is who's nice to them, who giving me this, and who doing this for me. And if you don't do this for me, you don't love me. Always some conditions. You got to do this for me so I know you love me. See, the sinners have the world. I'm just going to say the world. They have conditions on that love because they don't know any better. Amen? But we we love unconditionally. Unconditionally. Amen? And we know agape love. Amen. So sinners go after carnal human love. And that's what we try to stay away from. We want God to deliver us out of that so that we don't look for that. And sometimes you can have the best intentions and then the devil will make sure you run into somebody that's going to break you down. You know what I'm saying? And make you... Forget that you understand the love of God because that love of God has not fully been perfected. And so you get weak in some areas and you start to crave what the world craves. Amen. Hallelujah. But the world is full of fear. And that's one way you can understand and know about their love. The world is full of fear. And if you don't know the love of God, you're going to have fear. And Christians even experience that. I experienced that at the in the early days. I didn't understand the love of Christ. I thought I did, but I had never had an encounter. We call it an encounter or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, you have to have that personal relationship with God and that personal encounter where you know that you've experienced his love and and it's being perfected on the inside of you and now you're mature enough to give it out without looking for somebody to give you something back in the natural amen you're not looking for anything in the natural you're looking for somebody to in, what, what can I to encourage you in what you know about God and continue to keep that engine burning until you you find the right person. Oh, God finds the right person. Amen. In other words, you take yourself out of it and start to trust God. Amen. Hallelujah. So fear, perfect love will cast out fear. When you stop having fear, it's because that perfect love of God will engulf you. You'll start to trust. You'll start to know and you'll start to freely give it out, not worrying is this real? Because you won't be entangled in it in a carnal way. You know what I'm saying? You won't be, um, how can I say it? You won't be tied to this love that you, you put out, expecting something back. Because the love of God doesn't operate like that. You won't worry about it. You'll feel confident that you sold the right seed. You understand what I'm saying? This just like when you went and you ministered to that lady you didn't know. Yeah. And, and she had tears and she she was thankful that you told her that God loved her and had forgiven her. And you felt confident that that fruit, that was fruit that will remain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So that's what I'm saying. You'll be confident that that fruit, that, you, that, that love that you expressed, through the love of God, will bring back the right kind of fruit and not influence us to move away from God's love and start to expect worldly love. Are y'all, is that making sense to back there? We have to be careful because I'm telling you the devil will set you up. Amen. And it's, it's the wrong kind of love. That's all I'm trying to get you to understand. And we've all experienced this. And so now we know, but you don't have to experience it. Just listen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Just listen. And read your word. And stay in the, stay in the spirit, and you won't even attract those types. God will lead you. Amen. He will lead you to those type of situations where you used to be led to different situations. You're not led there anymore, right, because you learned to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. You understand the love of God. You've allowed the love of God to encompass you. Amen. And so now all you have to give out is the love of God. Amen. Because the love of God is being perfected. Amen. And see, this keeps us out of trouble. And it also keeps us out of people's, you know, people will try to enslave you, the world. They'll try to enslave you once, because the people in the world, very clever, in their world, they think Christians are weak, don't know anything, and sometimes it's because we allow uh, our the love what we think the love of God is, we allow that to come out and be expressed as human love. Are y'all here? And then we'll easily be taken for granted. but God. Doesn't want that to happen to us he He wants to protect us from that. Amen. amen. hallelujah. So you'll know them by their fruit also. hallelujah. The world is full of fear. amen, and they don't have the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus working in their lives, so they know not love. Are you here today? Amen. They don't have, and I'm going to say it again, the law of the spirit of life. See, when you, when you abide in God's love and you allow his love to be shed abroad in, our, in your heart and it goes out to others, that's the spirit of life. That's the law, of the spirit of life. Amen. When you have life you, you when you have the law of spirit of life working for you, you will give in and speak into others' lives and and they receive that life didn 't that lady receive that life amen and so this is the law of the spirit of life worldly people don 't have that see so what i 'm trying to get you to understand is we can 't get the good stuff the 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 benevolent stuff from worldly people amen. by giving out our love you can't get it they can give you something back that feels good that seems good that um, how can I say it makes us feel confident but it's only temporary amen it's temporary. But what God can give us, he can encompass and, and he can make us feel whole where carnal love doesn't make you feel whole. It, it makes you feel like it's something else you need to do. Yeah. y'all hear? Yeah. They said, she said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> she just pretended, but it's okay. <laughs> she go get it. It's It's like. The fake stuff, but it seems real. It seems real, feels good, but it, But then, by two days later, you're wondering what else can I do to make to to have this a sure thing. In other words, it keeps you working towards something that will never happen because they don't have the love. The agape love to give you to make you feel secure. So it'll never be secure. Because they're not equipped with it. I hope I'm making sense to somebody. Amen. So we we have to trust God to give us what it is that we need to fulfill us. And fill these empty spaces and then we won't look for human love. Amen. Until it's time. How am I doing over here? Making sense over here. Amen. So we all need this because we all look for that. We all we all look for it. Even in marriages, we, you know, what do you want? What do you do? And then sometimes you run yourself raggedy trying to please somebody, and you want to just say, get out of here, you know. I'm tired. You know, you know I'm tired. You ever felt tired? And so we all need to go back and be reassured by God that this love is His, coming from his spirit. And not from the carnal spirit or carnal realm. Amen. The devil is very tricky. He wants to keep you or get you involved in what's not God. And that and sometimes that love, amen, that love can seem like the right kind of love. But it's really not because it's not God's love. Amen. Or it's not, it's not coming from the love of God. It's natural. It's natural. And this is why Christian marriages work better than non-Christians, you know, because in a Christian marriage, you put God first. Amen. Amen. So, so you don't have that person trying to attain. It's like we there, and if we ain't there, you better go talk to God, you know. See, in my marriage, my husband wasn't a Christian. And so it was like he was always thinking I'm putting God first. Well, I was. You understand what I'm saying? So he needed to come up and understand and allow God to love him. He was expecting that from me. Y'all following what I'm saying? And it wear you out. Amen. And so, you know, it's the love of Christ. Amen. It's the love of Christ. Hallelujah. This is why Christians follow after the world so much. Because they're conformed to the image of the world. Because they allow the, the world to mold them and shape them and tell them, you're supposed to be doing this. When that ain't true. You know, the world can't tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Only God can do that. Amen. So what image are you being seen as? The image of God or just the image of a person who is looking for something? You know you know what I'm saying? Well, you might not because I don't even know what that meant. I, I'm confused. But you know what I'm trying to say. We need to allow God to... Change our, not change us, but we need to allow God to make us solid in who we are. And only the love of God can do that. Amen. And then when you are solid in who God wants you to be, second best just won't do. Amen. Because it can't. It just can't. It can't compete with the love of God. Amen. Now that doesn't mean that you get hoity-toity, ladies. I feel ya. You know, <laughs> you know. That don't mean that. Now, y'all know what I'm talking about? See, you don't, you don't, you know, because that might be the right brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if it is, God will reveal it. But don't, don't try to put people down because you don't know, you know, because it's not. Which you perceive the right person to be. I don't know where I'm going. I started on love. Maybe I'll go back to love. I'm tired. I'm going to go back because they working me over there. I'm going to move over here. Amen. Let's go to John 15. Let's go to verse 17. I'm tired. I'm leaving that alone. Working me. And it said, what's she saying? Who's she talking to? Talking to everybody. Talking to all of us. Amen. <laughs> okay, let's go to verse 17. Uh, John 15, 17. It says, these things I command you that you love one another. We already covered that real good. Amen. You know, love starts with the vine. Maybe I can go there and stay safe. <laughs> love starts with the vine. Amen. You know, the Bible said, well, let's go over to 15. Let's go back to 15. I'm just going to read it. 15.1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Hallelujah. So you've got to be pruned. And this is somewhat what I'm talking about. Going through the um, perfection or the perfecting of God where you can bear fruit in your season. Amen. It may, it may bear more fruit. Okay, verse 3. And you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I abide in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. The branch Unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So in other words, well let's go to five. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. So you have to be in Christ to produce fruit. He's the, he's the, the we're the vine. We're the, he's the vine and we're the branches. So we have to be in Him. You see how we have to be in Him and in His love to to produce anything good? If it's outside of Him, it ain't good. It ain't good. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go back to John 7, 17. I'm sorry, John 15. Let's go to 18. 15, 18. I'm sorry, yeah, 15, 18, it says, "If the world hates you and you that and you know that it hate, hated me before it hated you, and if you were of the world, the world would love its own, yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Are y'all there? Now, God, Jesus just told us the world hates us. He says we were, we were pulled out of the world. Once we, we, we were down with the world, we blended in. And he, he pulled us out of there. So he's saying they hate you. Amen. Let's see. Verse 20. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Amen. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake. Because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them they would have no sin they would have no sin but now they have no excuse for their sin he who hates me hates my father also if i had not done wait a minute if i had, had not done among them the works which no one else did they would have no sin but now they have seen and also hated both me and my father but but this happened that the world that the word might be fulfilled which is written in the law. They hated me without a cause. Let's go on to twenty six. But then when the helper comes whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. So the world does not accept the word. Jesus is the word. Word don't accept. And it don't accept him. They don't accept you. If you're in the vine, if you, you know, if you're a branch of the vine, they don't accept you either. In other words, leave the world alone.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: Until God fixes things. Hallelujah. But love one another. Love your brethren as Christ loves the church. Amen. Because the world hates. Sometimes they don't know. Amen. But they hate the word. They hated Jesus. Look what they did to him. Amen. They crucified him. Now let's go to uh, John 17. We're in 15. Let's go to 17. Verse 22. It says, And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Let's see. And it says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. Amen. 25 says, O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you that you sent me. And I have declared to them, or swore to them, your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. Hallelujah. And so, this was Jesus just really laying it out for us, letting us know how everything is without even biting his tongue. He spoke very clearly to all people, especially the religious and, and the and the sinners. He taught very clearly. Amen. So we may be made perfect in one as God loved us before the very foundation of the earth. God loves us before the very foundation of the earth. Are y'all here today? The love that is within God. The love that is within God. And in his son should be in us. In other words, and we shed it abroad. We got it. In other words, we have to have and understand the love of God before we can give out to anybody. We can't give out. Amen. And let's go, now let's go back to 1 John. It's in the back of the book. Or oh, I don't know where it is on your device. Let's see. 1 John that's where we were Let's go to verse 17 and it says love has been love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is as he is so are we in this world there is no fear in love, But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So this is what, in other words, that word perfect means mature. So we have not been made mature in the love of God. And so perfect love or mature love casts out fear. When we have fear, it's because we don't have that perfect love. We don't have that mature love that knows how to... How to be carried into the world, into the highways and the byways without folding, collapsing, getting weak, and desiring something more than what God has already given. Did that make sense? <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so God is, is He's here giving us everything that we need, but we have to stay with him and stay in him. Don't come outside of God looking to express love or receive love because it can get messed up. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So perfect love casts out all fear that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Amen. And we did verse 18, right? Okay, verse 18. That's what it was. Let's go to Matthew 22. I'm almost finished. And don't be saying good. (laughs) I feel you. You know, we need to talk about love more so that we'll know human love from the love of God. Amen. Because it can get messy sometimes. Nobody likes to talk about it, but it needs, needs to be talked about. Amen. So we've been commanded to love with the love of God, not natural or emotional love. And that's what we're trying to, dif- to distinguish. I think that's what we're really talking about. The difference in the love of God, amen, where we're perfected uh, or made mature in his love so that we're prepared to give it out to others. Now, I'm just going to say this. And I'm going to back off. When you understand when we're perfected in God's love, we freely love and we don't expect anything back. Amen. We don't expect anything back. We allow, we we say, God, I've done what I felt like you commanded me to do, and have your way with it, or make it, fix it, work it to the, their good and to my good. And when you when you do that, when you are sharing the love of God, God doesn't forget that. Amen. Those are like seeds planted in the ground, and and it will come back to you, you know, with with a blessing. But when you allow the world to uh, come in and impress you then that's not that's that's uh well, there's another word i can't think of it but i'm just going to keep saying it's it's worldly it's it's dolly not eccentric it's uh some word but anyway it's not the love of god it's like carnal love and when you when you're putting that out thinking that that's godly love, or you're showing people the way to God, it can be misconstrued by the world and come back at you in a wrong way. Does that make sense? And so we have to caution ourselves to stay in the love of God and only uh, give out what God has put into us. Amen. We're a branch of the vine, and and that, that... Vine And the vine dresser is within our hearts. And he doesn't want us to get um, the love, carnal love, confused with the love of Christ. Amen. It's easy to do sometimes. But we have to know how to pull back and trust God that he will make these things right. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. Verse 37. Of Matthew 22. And it says. Jesus said to him. You shall love the Lord your God. With all of your heart. And with all of your soul. And with all of your mind. This is how you're supposed to love the Lord. And this is the first. And great commandment. And the second is. Like it. That you shall love your neighbor. As yourself. Amen. That's the first and second commandment. And verse 40 says, of, um, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Number one, love God. Number two, love your neighbor. Amen. Hallelujah. And that sums up life. It really does. Because the greatest thing is love. The greatest thing is to have love. But love not perverted. Are y'all here? Amen. Romans 8 says that we owe no man nothing but love. But that's love in the right way. See, that can throw you back into where well, You just said this opposite thing. Y'all following me? Uh-huh but you have to you have to understand the love of God and be mature in it that it be perfected in you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Did we go to verse 40? Yeah. So let's go 1 Corinthians 13. And we covered this a little bit at the conference. And I'm believing that this is overflow from the conference. Amen. So don't think I'm picking on nobody, because I am. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) But this is overflow. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbals. In other words, you're just a bunch of noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy... And understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. In other words, you can have all the faith in the world and be working your faith. Amen. But don't have love. It says you have nothing. And though I bestow all my goods. You know, I'm a giver. I give. Amen. Restore all your goods and feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and it's kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Ooh, he loved me. And then you all puffed up. Amen. That's carnal. Carnal love. It's not... It's not the love of God. Amen. Verse 5. Does not have rudely. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. It's not provoked. And it thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. But rejoices in truth. If there's a wrong been done to somebody, love don't rejoice in that. Because love stands up for truth. Love stands up for truth. Amen. It doesn't rejoice in mess. Amen. And love has joy. Did y'all know that? <laughs> because when you walk in love and you walk in the spirit of, the, of love, then you bear all the fruits of the spirit. And one of those fruit is love. It's not, I'm just not making this up. One of those fruit that you bear is love. Is that not? There's nine fruits of the Spirit in love, joy, peace, um, yeah, all that stuff. I know them all. I just can't think of them. Don't be trying to test me. I know them all, okay? (laughs) And I walk in them all. Amen. And that's what God is looking for. Amen. Looking for the fruit. But if you don't understand that love, the godly love, the agape love, the love of God, then you won't walk in the fruit of the Spirit. And that's why the fr- you'll know them by their fruit. Amen. And so if you don't love right, I'll put it like this. Okay. If you don't love right, then you won't have the fruit. Amen. Got to love a right. <laughs> and only the Holy Spirit can teach us how to love people right. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. But there is a love where we can love right and not get carnal Amen. with that love, Amen. And when you feel yourself going over and into now, there's a time when people do love and carnal, okay. And that's when uh, God is preparing you for a, a husband or a wife. But I'm not talking. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can just have a girlfriend and you you feel, you want to minister to her. That's how it starts off. I'm ministering to her and she's not saved, and you can flow over into that carnal realm. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Then you start expecting something from her. She start expecting something from you. And the Bible says to own no man nothing but love. Amen. Amen. See, when it's a godly love, nobody owes anybody anything. When it it flows over into that carnal realm, then people start expecting something. Amen. And that's what I'm trying to clear up today. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So the greatest thing is love. Did I finish reading? No. Okay. So it's uh, 13 verses. Let's see. Love suffers long. Okay. It does not rejoice in iniquity and it bears all things. That's in verse 7. And it endures all things. In verse 8 it says, love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. And whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Are y'all here? But when that which is perfect or perfected has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I become a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly or a blurred reflection. Amen. But then, face to face, when face to face, then face to face. And now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, and love. And, ab- and these above these all, the greatest one of these is love. Amen. So perfected, look, perfection comes when you start to see clearly. Amen. Or in other words, when you're no longer uh, immature, and that's why it says like a child. I thought like a child. I talk like... But when you become mature, or when you become perfected in the love of God, then you start to see in a glass, not dimly, you start to see clearly. And you start to understand and know how to flow with the spirit of love, the spirit of God, and to give it out and to bear fruit Amen. And this is what God wants us to do. This is the, this is why we're commanded to love. Because he wants us to display every fruit there is. Amen. Hallelujah. Long suffering, you know, meekness, temperance, all of these things. God wants us to Have those. This is where the love of God takes us. Amen. It takes you into a spiritual realm. Not in a carnal realm. Are y'all here today? Amen. So, and and different people will try. Even some Christians will pull you over into that carnal realm. I'm just not talking about the world. It's a worldly spirit. And that's why the Bible tells us be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. When you change your mind, when you start to thinking like Christ, and you have a mature mind, then you won't float over into the carnal realm. Anybody can do it. Amen. But once you co- continue to allow your, your mind and your heart to be trained and to be developed and to be perfected, you will have fruit. You'll just be like a, a battering ram. Yeah. And you will, per- you will turn out fruit, fruit, fruit. And God will use you. And especially in these end times, it's so important to get our hearts right with God. Allow God to change our hearts. Amen. Change our minds. Because there is much work to be done in the kingdom of God. Amen. So love God with all of your heart, mind, body, and soul. And this is the first commandment. And dwell in love and in God. And be perfected by the law of liberty. You'll have. You'll you'll live in the law of liberty. In other words, you won't be afraid to live freely where you won't slide into something that's not clean. When you have perfected love. Amen. Amen. And this is where God wants all of us. And that's where we're going to get. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're the redeemed. We are the redeemed. And we're perfected in God's love. And all perfect love casts out all fear. And your faith works by the love of God. So if you're having problems working your faith, maybe it's because you have some work to do in your love walk. Amen? Amen. Amen. So remember that. And, and it, can be clearly, it can be cleared up real easily by going back to the, to the vine. Amen. Wear the branches and get nourishment from that vine. Amen. And don't alienate yourself from God. Because He's the person that's going to encourage you and reimmerse you in love. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, Father, we thank you for your